Hey all, welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Good to have you all aboard. It's a Tuesday, uh, September 12th. Happy September 12th, 2023, everybody. Uh, Doug Padgett here from Minneapolis. Rob Ryersey, big news today. Soon to be Representative oh, Ryersey. Ah, oh, 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 just teasing it right out just, of the gate. Well, we, already, <laughs> we did put it in the description, so oh, anybody who's, uh, who's paying attention knows this. Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, Rob, and... Uh, Sometimes it's people, all about titles. Yeah, but they do these big buildups, like in the video part. Like, I'm yeah. going to share with you something today. that, And they go on and on. You're like, the reason I clicked on the video was because of the title and maybe the, like, it's just a funny deal. Uh, yeah. But but Rob's uh, got a big announcement today uh, about how to change, you know, change change the heart, change the home, change the, change the state, change the country, change the world. That kind of thing. Anyway, we're going to yeah. get to that. In a, we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, but it is uh, September twelfth. Rob, you know what we were doing two years ago today? Riding bicycles across uh, the country. Well, I was not. You and my wife were riding bicycles across the country. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you rode for a little bit during that. I mean, we we launched into no. a sixty-seven day venture. No, ago. I did not ride. I drove the support vehicle. Did you never once pedal a bicycle on that whole endeavor? I never once pedaled a bicycle on that whole endeavor. Uh, that's I, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I crashed the support van, remember? Yes. Yeah, maybe just the trailer. <laughs> uh, the trailer, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yes, apparently I do remember exactly exactly what happened <laughs> to, to the detail of which fender it was. Not, I'm not good at backing up. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You're a straightforward kind of guy. All right, uh, yes. real quick, weather 68 degrees, 64 degrees, fall-like in Minneapolis already, but it's going to be 80 tomorrow. It's just very, very back and forth. How are things in Arkansas, weather-wise? Uh, a little chilly and rainy today, which is kind of great. Kind of fingers crossed that uh, the soccer game tonight gets canceled because, you know. Every parent's dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that the school activities yeah. get get uh, get canceled. Well, Rob, I, I can't wait to get to the uh, the update here uh, from you about uh, running for the House of Representatives, State House um, in Arkansas as a representative. Uh, but you know, I thought I'd update you first on my health. <laughs> oh, get excellent! Uh, no, wait a minute. I mean, just in case people have forgotten, uh, you're doing a juice cleanse, right? And you weren't sure—is it going to be a week? Is it going to be a month? Is it you know, you're never going to eat solid foods again. Where, where are you at? How's gonna it going? It's going to be something in between. So uh, I'm at day eight here. So did a week. Don't really know when it no. So yeah, week was yesterday. Today's day eight. Um, I ate a little bit. I ate like a little bit of cooked vegetables on Friday. Had a little bit of salad, just a little touch of something. Because there were some circumstances of eating with people that were up and I needed mm-hmm. to just be socially. Yeah. But tried to eat the same things that I would juice. Been feeling great. Uh, you lose a lot of water weight in a week, at least if you have my constitution, when you don't uh, consume the other foods and you eat or drink juices and stay hydrated and feel nourished. And I'm not hungry much. Um, but today I thought, okay, I'm going to start to work in a few things. One of the upsides to take, doing these kinds of cleanses is you then get to bring some foods in, see, see how your body responds. So I had some eggs this morning. And man... About 20 minutes ago, I'm like, my stomach had the sort of distress that it's had other days. And I'm like, 
Maybe it's the eggs. Oh, wow. The problem is I should have just done eggs and nothing else. But I did eggs. I did a little sip of coffee, just a, like a quarter oh. of a cup. So now I'm questioning. Was it the eggs? Is it the coffee? So the experiment mm. continues. So I think I'm going to stay on the, uh, you know, some version of just vegetables, some version of, I don't know, Whole30, just vegetables, just, you know, something with some protein in it, um, kind of diet for a while. But probably still drinking, drinking it more than chewing it, even though yeah, chewing deep. is the thing you miss. Yeah. Do you have, you, you've got the big fancy juicer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say this time we probably use the juicer one day and uh, I ordered a, a seven day cleanse off of Amazon. They send you a fro- yeah. frozen juices, you know, Yeah, that helps a lot. I have some stuff I mix in and I'd use some apple juice, mix some stuff, I have some pot. I just kind of a whole, whole mishmash. The biggest problem is after you do this for a while, you just don't drink enough and you really have to be committed to, to putting in the nutrients. Yeah. Because it's, you know. You don't, you don't want to become calor, totally calorie deficient because then your body does weird stuff because it's like, oh my gosh, we're literally starving. So you don't want that. Mm-hmm. You don't want, you don't want starvation narrative to yep. kick up in your body. So anyway. Now, is your, uh, is your lovely bride doing this with you or are you just doing it by yourself? Uh, she was sort of doing it with me. Um, and then she wasn't feeling great and she's mm-hmm. super into understanding her constitution uh, and she's yeah. like, I think I need just a little bit more food at this time of year at this time. So yeah, but she's yeah. super supportive. Like she made a really great vegetable soup because one of the ways you can mm. juice is with soup, vegetable soup, a zucchini oh. soup. Yeah. So that was lovely. So yeah. And she kind of eats that way anyway. You know, I don't really right. eat. Yeah. Like she's that. not, she's not running out to McDonald's, you know, on <laughs> she's not pulling through the drive through. She's, she's very rarely throwing straw wrappers away in her, out of her vehicle <laughs> to cover up the fact that she may have stopped at a Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Ooh, wow. Can we talk? That felt ab- like a confession that can, wow hit close to home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To, to all of us. That's to you, Jim. That's to you, Alex. That's to you. Yeah. That's the yeah. others that I know are watching right now. Hey, uh, uh, by the way, if we could talk sometime about the straws at Taco Bell, I don't know what they're like in Arkansas. I mean, you probably aren't woke like we are here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, but good golly, those things are just, they're, just, they're like paper. They just fall apart and they oh. break and they get holes in them. In Taco Bell? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> but I, look, I, I mean, I don't, I try not to eat a lot of fast food. Um, yeah, and I, I just I'm fail at that age. attempt. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly am past the age that I can eat Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, really? Causes... Think, oh, yeah. I think I think once you hit forty five, you should just not go to Taco Bell ever again. I feel like that's when it I feels started. like a young man's game, huh? Well, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, I just like get it. a couple of tacos. It seems yeah, like the most yeah, straightforward what? food you can get for fast food kind of stuff. You know, drive through yeah. sort of stuff. Like just yeah. they got rid know, of my taco? favorite item. I was a huge fan of the Baja beef gordita Uh, and it just loved it and they got rid of it. So, well, I'm sorry for your loss. They lost the customer. Hey, uh, we're going to talk about all the news stuff and politics, but um, again, uh, big news, Rob, tell us what's uh, big news. Tell us, tell us what's happening. Doug, I am announcing today my candidacy for president. No, not for president of the United States. I am, uh, I am running for, um, excuse me a second. 
You're about to sneeze. <coughs> wow. And you and just so you know, your mute, oh, I missed, your mute I missed did not mute work. Button. Yeah, your mute I did not work. Oh, I apologize for that, folks. I mean, if that's psychosomatic, uh, Rob, I think you, you're, you're up to something. Yes, I'm here to announce. Sign, right? Hang on a minute. I'm having an allergic reaction. I, 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 need, to, I need to suffer this back of it. So, uh, so Mr. Representative, tell us about how your yeah. campaign started. Well, I was allergic to even saying the words. I'm yeah. running for the state house. Yeah. So here in Arkansas, I am running for the uh, the state. House of Representatives to be a state representative of the uh, the good people of East Springdale, where I live, and uh, and excited about this opportunity um, to uh, to try to bring some sanity to Little Rock and uh, and some common sense and uh, some common goodery uh, to help the people of our state. So, Rob. Uh- Tell us, tell us what a representative does when they're in the state legislature. They they represent yeah. the smallest constituency size wise of those in the in state state office. Is that right? So you're yeah. closest to the closest to the people. Yeah, most states in the country have um, the equivalent of what we have in the U.S. Congress with two houses, a kind of a, a Senate and an Assembly. Uh, or a uh, or a, a House of Representatives, depending on the states, called different things, and uh, and you know the the state Senate seats; those districts tend to be bigger, and the and there are fewer senators, and then there are more state representatives. And the idea is is that your representative is someone that is is close to the people mm-hmm. that you know goes as a representative of the people. Um, and, uh, in, in this case here in Arkansas, uh, goes to, um, um, legislative sessions to, um, make law and, uh, set the budget for the state and, uh, and, uh, oversee the, um, the allocation of, of state funds. Um, so it's, it's something that's tremendously important because what we've seen throughout the country is state legislatures that have, um, frankly, been kind of somewhat ignored by um, by you know one particular political party for a for a bit of time. It's has seemed that way, and as a result of that, um, the other political party has been able to focus in on state legislatures. Mm. And have been able to use them to push a very um, extreme agenda that has led to some of the most divisive and difficult things we see in the country. Those things have come out of state legislatures, um, including, you know, and some of them are designed to, um, some of them are designed to um, use states as a experiment for an extremist ideology to see how it works. Hmm. Uh, And others are used, are designed to um, get into the court system and utilize activist judges in the courts to, Hmm. um, to ratify state laws um, and, uh, and get them uh, and get them, you know, kind of nationalized, which we saw with the Dobbs decision and uh, in the overturning of Roe v. Wade, so state state legislatures like it 
in the world of politics, it like it's it, like it's not a super sexy job. Yeah, right. But as it's turned out, it's tremendously important mm-hmm. for the future of uh, uh, of states and you know for for the country. And one of the things you know that that is a, a good realization for us. And maybe you're thinking, maybe you're listening to this or, or, you know, watching this from, from somewhere and you think, Oh, well, that's, that's nice for Arkansas. The reality is, is that what happens in Arkansas doesn't stay in Arkansas. Yeah. Right. And what we've seen with these state legislatures is there is, there's two things. One is the push to the courts um, so that there can be um, a federalization and nationalization of the agenda. And there is the the copycat approach where one state will do something and mm-hmm. then other state legislatures will, you know, kind of take their cue. They say the, the National Football League is a copycat league where every team is trying to do right. What, right. what other teams have done. Um, state legislatures tend to be the same way as well. And so you know, what happens here is not going to stay here and uh, it's, it's impact will be nationwide. And so it's tremendously important that we have, um, that we've got folks who will, you know, be strong representatives of the people and, uh, and frankly, just not go too far. Um, mm-hmm. you know, is that too much to ask? Like, let's <laughs> just not, let's to be just extremist. not go too far. The, uh, you know, an illustration of things that happen in Arkansas don't stay in Arkansas would uh, include if you ever eat chicken, if you eat turkey. Mm-hmm. Tyson Foods probably has their fingerprints on some of that turkey somewhere. If you shop at a Walmart, sure. those two little things coming right out yeah. of Arkansas. So the next time you're at a Walmart, see a Walmart. The next time you see a turkey, the next time you eat chicken, you think Rob Ryersey running for the, the state house in, in Arkansas. And... Uh, then go to uh, Rob for Kans- for Arkansas dot com uh, and 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 make a donation. All right, Rob is um, what one of the I have a couple questions for you about the legislature itself, like how mm-hmm. it functions and all. Yeah. Yabitz asks asks the question uh, on on our YouTube channel, our favorite place for people to consume mm-hmm. the Common Good podcast. Uh, how long is the legislature in session? And I will add yeah. a question to that. So you can throw these two together. Uh, is it a full-time legislature? Is it part-time? Uh, is it for the House? How, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So here in Arkansas, it's a, it's a part-time um, position. Uh, this, the legislature is in session um, for a, uh, a couple of months, um, usually in uh, the late spring. Um, and, uh, you know, take a couple of months to, to get the work done, and then they can be called back into special session. The governor can call them back into a special session, an emergency session. Um, and we are actually right now on Saturday night, I think, the uh, the governor called the state legislature back into emergency session, and, uh, and that started yesterday. They are back in emergency session. Um, because we have we have two big emergencies facing the state of Arkansas that really requires 135 people to leave their day jobs and drive to Little Rock, so that they can um, turn our 1.2 billion dollar budget surplus into tax cuts for the most wealthy Arkansans. 
Um, and, and by the way, also, uh, send a $150 check to each and every Arkansas taxpayer. Um, not very much. Really getting 150 bucks. Well, 300 for your 300 for your joint filing family. Yeah. Yeah. Not very much. And also, um, the plan is in this special session to, um, change Arkansas's Freedom of Information Act uh, because I, I, I hate this is as, is this is as crassly and as honestly as I can say it. Um, there are a couple of and actually there's probably just one really clever guy on Twitter who um, files Freedom of Information Act requests um, and has <clears throat> been posting on Twitter about the spending habits of the, um, the, the Huckabee Sanders administration and as well as trap, like their travel, um, 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 their, their travel, um, practices such as, you know, flying, using state police aircraft to fly from, you know, Little Rock to Fayetteville, which is a three hour drive. Um, and and so um, the Blue Hog report on Twitter has been FOIA requesting these and uh-huh. uh, and getting them. And so they want to limit the amount of information or what someone can ask about, or yeah, isn't that the point of the Freedom of Information Act to make yes. the information available to people? Well, and you know, this that's is why we need you we, in the house, Rob. We got to stop this nonsense. It's it's absolutely ridiculous a that they would call a special session for this an emergency session because you know the governor has been embarrassed about that you know they had uh fifty dollars worth of breath mints overnighted to their her office um and i'm not and i'm not exaggerating there um and you know she's been embarrassed because that kind of stuff has been brought out um it's ridiculous to bring you know, the, the legislature into emergency session, but it's so much bigger of like, there's a transparency right. issue here of like, you work for us, you know, and this is, this is not your money. This is our money that you are playing around with. And there's certain, you know, common sense, you know, we want, we want elected leaders who, who understand that they're, they're there to be representatives of the people they're like, they're not Kings and Queens. They're not royalty who, you know, get to live the high life because they got elected to some office. Right. right. You didn't win the lottery when you won the election. Right. Exactly. That's a good line. You feel free. You feel free. I might, I might need some help with a, from a communications guy. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we've got, and, and again, this isn't something that's happening just in Arkansas. A similar law was passed in Florida that uh, yeah, uh, yeah. that that For shields sure. Gover- Governor DeSantis from having to you know the public knowing about you know how much he's campaigning versus governing and who's paying for what and all of that you know these kinds of things the, this kind of ridiculousness is happening all over the country and we need people who will stand up and say you know what um, I'm going to run for office and because uh, this isn't okay Rob who's in the seat now. Um, this is a, this is a, yeah. by the way, this is the cover of your website. If someone goes to rob2bs in rob, 
Did you buy yeah, Rob with I one? Did. Ru- of okay. course I did. And it, I re- bought and the it redirects? Ru- yeah. And I bought the one with the four, the number four instead of the four written out. And, and dot org. The, and- yeah. And I've got the AR instead of Arkansas. Yeah. I tried to cover all my bases here. I, Excellent. This campaign's this campaign's brought to you by GoDaddy. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this campaign had money, but now GoDaddy yeah. has all of our money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So this is your website. People can go there. They can make. They can make. Uh, they can make donations. Oh yeah! Smash that donate button, what, folks. What What was I just asking you? You were asking. Oh, it was going to be a good question too. Yeah. Anyway, it felt like an important question to me. And then I looked at why uh, these people are on a bicycle when you just started our interview saying you indeed did not cycle across the country. So, okay, tell us about the design of the website. Uh, Home Begins Here, that's a great theme. Uh, Could be a theme for a lot of things, but it's uh, the the theme for the representative for the state of of Arkansas in the Springdale area. You know, while our state legislature, uh, you asked about who's in the seat currently. That was um, it. Thank you. Yeah. While our state legislature, including um, Representative Deanna Hodges, who I'm running against, oh. um, while the state legislature is, you know, f- passing big tax cuts and banning books and worrying about pronouns being used in schools and what bathroom people are you bathrooms people are using while they're fighting about those things and passing laws about that Arkansans in Springdale are like worried about how they're going to live. They're Mm. worried about the cost of housing. Uh, Like we have an affordable housing crisis in the state of Arkansas and, and particularly in Springdale that is, I mean, that is, it's absolutely crippling. And, and and we need a, a state legislature that that will do something about the things that actually matter in people's lives. All right, you know I this mean, is one of my favorite questions for candidates. Yeah, what can be done in the role that you're running for to address that issue? This yeah. is one of my favorite and I think important questions because a lot of times people yeah. describe problems, they describe yeah. their the role they're running for. And figuring out how that role is going to affect that problem is a mystery to a lot of people. So the more we, people understand, hey, you elect Rob, this is going to be addressed in such and such a way. What does the state yep. have to do with affordable housing? Yeah. What, what? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's great. It, that's a great question, Doug, because it really it brings out that this is this is something that needs work from a lot of different levels. There needs to be private public partnerships. Their city councils need to think of, and counties need to think about zoning um, restrictions and how how zoning can happen. Here's something that the state legislature can do. Uh, most experts, conservative and progressive, most experts say that one of the best things to help with the af- affordable housing crisis, it has been tried and true, tested, and uh, and has has been working all over the country is to have a housing uh, trust, mm, a, fund that, a fund that can be used to, um, in a variety of different different ways, it can be used to help builders um, get new houses built. It can be used to supplement um, people who are renting. It can be used to help pay for 
um, fees that people are facing in the midst of, of trying to get into affordable housing, all sorts of things that can be done. Arkansas has a, a, a housing fund, a trust. It was created in 2009. Terrific. Problem solved. It has no money in it. <laughs> so you're saying it has not been funded. Creating so a I fund is not I the same as having money? I think that a state that has a $1.2 billion budget surplus could fund the trust that already exists that is proven to make a difference in the how in the affordable housing crisis. So Doug, that's something very specifically that could be done. If you, if you are not walking around with like a piggy bank in the shape of a house that's empty and this campaign, (laughs) there is a fund. Here it is. We're going to, we're, we're going to turn the podcast into a weekly Uh, like a weekly campaign discussion, campaign just so brainstorm. I can get ideas, so I can get ideas brainstorm. like that. Could you imagine a little piggy bank, or maybe it's actually a piggy bank because it's Arkansas and they're big into the Razorbacks and all oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, pigs are big here. You pigs are big, uh, right there. I mean, you're just on a roll, baby. Uh, and you get this, you get this piggy bank that's empty, and you're like, yeah. We all know the point isn't to make piggy banks. The point is to put money in them. Why do we have a fund? For affordable no housing, it. it's like an empty piggy bank. And it, it's not like, oh, we, you know, we had to make some tough decisions. Times are tight right now. Right. It's look, We nice. have a $1.2 billion surplus. B, with a B. Yeah. Billion dollar. Yeah, I mean, you could be like, are the Huckabee Sanders administration eating out of the trough that the pig is, you know, you just got, it just never, it just, it just never ends. <laughs> what chances you got for this? All right. Uh, hey, uh, freebies, anybody in the chat, if you got a, you know, if you've got a campaign idea. All right. So yeah. see, that's really, that's really helpful, yeah. right? Somebody who's like, look, here's what can be done if you're a representative. All right. Here's the tough question for you, Rob. You're not going to dodge the tough questions around here just because you're an insider. What can a person from the political party that you will represent actually get done in the legislature yeah. in Arkansas? Yeah. yeah, that's an excellent question. So um, we have in in Arkansas, as, as there are a few other states that are in this boat as well, we have a Republican supermajority, which means that there is um, – there is um, uh, more than two thirds of our legislature is uh, is held by Republicans, and that means uh, that Republicans um, can pass anything they want, right? Especially spending and budget bills, um, budget bills and and appropriation bills require a two thirds majority to pass. Um, and so because Republicans have a supermajority, they don't have to negotiate with mm. the other side when it comes to anything related to the budget wow. or appropriations. Wow. So what we've got to do is we've got to break the supermajority, which means we've got to win five seats out of um, 15 that are that are up. Um, if we break the supermajority – Republicans, at the very least, have to bring Democrats to the table to uh-huh. say, hey, we've like because of the way the Arkansas laws are written, the way we do our budgeting process, breaking the supermajority brings common sense to the table. Now, I happen to live 
here in East Springdale, it's House District 9. I happen to live in the most competitive, the most flippable district in the state. Hmm. This seat in 2022 was decided by 108 votes. Wow. Uh, It has, this district has the lowest voter turnout and the lowest uh, voter registration numbers of any district that is competitive in the state. Um, the, the party affiliation numbers are just about equal. There is a huge opportunity here to flip this district. So are you saying if you're, if, if you're elected, that's, that could break the supermajority? Well, I would have to be elected along with a few other how, Democrats. How, how, how many would it take? Currently, five. 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 Yeah. And there's about 15 competitive seats oh, around the state. Right yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. And, 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 th- and it just so happens that and this of is number one of, of the seats, five. Oh, this is the most, this is the most competitive. Yeah. So, you know, I, it, people have asked me, like, you know, you go down there and you go down to Little Rock, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, there are challenges to get laws passed in a, in a legislature that is, you know, held by a Republican majority or Republicans, you know, especially in a Republican supermajority. But representatives, elected officials have a unique opportunity to shine the light of truth on all sorts of issues. You think about someone like Katie Porter, uh, who took something as boring as, um, committee hearings and with her whiteboard and her line of questions made it, you know, must see TV, you know, must see political TV for the when super Katie politicos Porter, of the world. Yes. You know, yes. like when Katie Porter's like, you know, when she's doing her work, everybody wants to see it. And that has nothing to do whether or not Democrats. Yeah, that's the right. Or not. And I think I would love to bring that same kind of energy. I don't know. We'll have to brainstorm on this one too, Doug. I, you know, it's not a whiteboard because that's already Katie's brand. But like, what's the like? We got to bring something, yeah, to Little Rock yep, yep. that will that will, but bring that same kind of energy of like, listen, y'all have been lying too long. You've been skating on the truth, and like, we're gonna, right. we're we're calling you. I mean, the problem with with super majorities, among other things, is that there becomes a group think that has power and it's really hard to, for people to truly yeah. even hear anything else. That's one of yeah. the, one of the problems with a lack of diversity in any circumstance. And a supermajority is sort of by definition, a lack of diversity because it's a super majority and majority and diversity tend to not, you know, tend to be in opposition to each other. So what, what's, what you provide is this opportunity for people to hear other ideas because you, you're not going to get a change until somebody has a change of mind. And most change of minds don't come without a better idea. So yeah. there's a whole plan. I mean, actually, I mean, this idea that you've got five, five seats to break the supermajority and you're in one of five. I mean, that is so feels so tangible. Like, yep. Well, what we can do in Arkansas is break the supermajority so that we have a little more representation, and it only yep. takes five. And this yep. is number one. Yep. 
you know, yeah, and they got that absolutely. big number one, a big number one uh, uh, foam finger from the, uh, probably the Razorbacks or somebody, right? Somebody's got a big number yeah, one finger. Exactly. And you pull that sucker out at your campaign rallies. Oh, man, I can't wait to move to Arkansas and be your campaign, be your campaign prop, prop guy. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a piggy bank, and then there's a. <laughs> you're, you're the you're the carrot top. Of, yeah. Of oh my gosh. Okay, uh, Rob. Uh, so if people want to donate, as people yeah. in this stream already have, yeah, it's so great. They I can do that, that over. How much money is it going to cost, Rob? Let's get down to it. What's it yeah. going to take to get yeah. you in this car today? Um, so in the uh, yeah, so in 2022, um, my opponent um, who so. This district was was redistricted. There was a very popular Democratic congresswoman or uh, Democratic representative um, who, when the Republicans redrew the line, they drew it a block over from her house and cut and her out. And she of moved? District. No. Oh, she wasn't no, that committed no, to this job. I no. see. Okay, fair enough. Um, and so, you know, so it it became an open seat as a result of that. Interestingly, it's the only district in the state of Arkansas that is, um, that is majority Hispanic as well, which is, uh, You're, this you know, new the, district. The, the, yeah. The, yeah. This district that I'm in, um, that I'm running in. So, um, in 2022 it was an open seat to, to new, you know, people who hadn't been elected before. Um, the Republican who won, um, raised $25,000. Um, and the Democrat who lost by 108 votes raised $60,000. Wow. Um, well, that tells so you something. So that tells you, that tells you something. Two and a half um, times as much money and lost by 108 votes. Um, so, I think there's a, I think there's a huge opportunity to run a competitive race with, you know, anything from 80 to a hundred thousand um, dollars. You know, obviously would love to get more than that, but, but I know a thing about running, uh, running a campaign on a shoestring budget and, uh, and we'll do that. But obviously, you know, I wish, I wish politics didn't cost money like it does. Um, but it does. And so what do you think it's going to do? You're going to raise a hundred thousand dollars, $200,000, a million. What's it going to take to get you in the seat? Yeah, I think, I think a hundred thousand dollars is, is the goal that, that we've set. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And you know, the, the, for better or for worse, the good thing is that Arkansas mirrors, uh, the federal, um, limits, um, uh, which means that, that someone can donate $3,300 to the campaign per election, which means the primary and the general. So an individual could donate $6,600. Um, if anybody's interested in doing that. And each, that each awesome. member of a couple can do that. That's yeah. not, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's $12,000 and you need 10 of those, eight of those. So if eight people would talk to their, yeah. uh, talk to a partner and uh, chip in the max, you're set. You can stop. Uh, you can just exactly. go, go buy, go buy the signs. <laughs> That's right. You just go about campaigning instead of, uh, instead of making fundraising. But costs. I will say, I mean, I know people are bad, are down on campaigning and, and I'm one of those that think small, small dollar donations to, from people outside of representative districts is, is ruined American politics. But there is something when you're campaigning in district or with the people who are going to vote for you. And you ask them to make a financial contribution, it's a way that tends to increase yeah. people's interest in participation. They literally feel 
like they invested. have invested in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I think it's great. Hope you keep uh, hope you keep up the fundraising. All right, anything else we should know about this? Uh, well, obviously, we're not done talking about this. We'll be we'll be doing check ins uh, on a regular yeah. basis. We'll be driving up a big orange bus into Springdale, Arkansas, yet again, yeah. and uh, asking about all this. Did uh, did yeah. did Kelly give you any access to her Instagram audience for this? Is she going to do a dance uh, for you? It, she's she's big on TikTok. Uh, hopefully, oh, TikTok. that would be the case. Okay. Um, yeah, hopefully that will be the case. Um, this is the big announcement. I, I have, uh, this is the first time I've talked about this publicly. Um, and so, well, I'll tell you, it's know, nothing I, to sneeze I, at I, buddy. It's nothing I, to sneeze I, at. <laughs> <laughs> I like you think I've been waiting for that one. <laughs> oh, it's well done. It's, yeah. It's so, uh, yeah. So we'll have some editing to do if we put out a little video of this for, uh, for, uh, but I, I'll be, making the announcement later on socials and um, you know, in some other places, but save the big announcement here for the, well, uh, the uh, common good. Couple I'll say no better breaking place, news. no better yeah, place for us news. for you to break this news than, than right here. All right. Thank you for running Rob uh, run for your life. Yeah. My friend. Hey, you, you have a couple of minutes here before you go Absolutely. off and save Arkansas to talk about, yeah. uh, to talk about a couple of other things. Absolutely. So there are some other things happening in the, uh, in, in the world of politics, the house is back in session, uh, Rob, they've, uh, they've, they've mm-hmm. flown back in town and, uh, they're getting ready to do the people's business, maybe shut down the government. Uh, and of course, you know, what's well, all that important to give the green light to an impeachment inquiry this week. Yeah. Speaker of the house, representative McCarthy from California. One of those, one of those California politicians, See, I don't know why people don't make them just just keep just keep piling that stuff on, right, yeah. Mister California? He's like Southern California too, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, well, he's Mid Valley, so yeah. But I mean, he would be compared to Northern California, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, he's a Valley guy, Mister Va- <laughs> Mister California Valley guy says he wants Valley to in- congressman wants to increase uh, wants to impeach Joe Biden based on things that Joe Biden did or did not do eight years ago. It's just insane. It's just the wackadoodle narrative of all of this is just over the top. Um, that they want to put together the machinations of the House of Representatives that's used for impeachment, which had to be done twice with Trump. One, when Trump tried to lean on the president of Ukraine, who's now in a war with Russia, that before Trump would authorize the distribution of that which Congress had voted to pass on to Ukraine before Trump would allow those 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 missiles to be released. He, quote, needed Zelensky to, quote, do a little favor for us, which was to investigate Joe Biden, his political enemy at the time. So Donald Trump used his power as the president to blackmail the president of Ukraine to get him to do what he wanted, to dig up dirt on his political opponent. And for that, Donald Trump was impeached. And then leading an insurrection against the United States of America on the day that the official votes of the presidential election were registered before Congress, a federally commissioned constitutional act. That's what Trump was impeached for in his two impeachments. And these people are going to use this 
machinations to try to get the bank records because they think there's something in there. Because <laughs> they think there's something in there, in the bank records that are six years old. It's just, it's just utter ridiculousness yeah. and madness. And you said it, yeah. Rob, you, you said it six weeks ago, eight weeks ago on this podcast. We're not done with this thing yet. This Hunter Biden, you know, business shenanigans. We're not done with them. And you were absolutely right on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, there is a political semantics game that's being played here that, that Republicans are trying to use to make this feel and sound bigger than it actually is. Um, and I, I think I've kind of made this point as well. So an impeachment inquiry is not a is not part of the con- constitutional yeah. steps of impeaching a uh, a president or anyone that that Congress might have the authority to impeach. Um, looking at you, Clarence Thomas. Um, uh, it's just it's not part of the process. It is a step that has been added, um, you know, by kind of protocol, by mm. um, precedent, um, but it's not like an official, you have to do this kind of thing. Um, typically, votes to open an impeachment inquiry have been taken. And, uh, um, you know, they, there's been, um, you know, votes that open this up. There's been some question about mm. whether or not they're actually going to vote on this because um, it seems to be the magic number today. Um, if if Kevin McCarthy loses five Republican votes yep. in the House, high five, baby. such as like something like, I don't know, like Don Bacon in Nebraska, which is a district that Joe Biden won and Don Bacon's running for reelection against candidate for common good, Anthony Vargas. Um, if, you know, if he loses those votes of people, you know, Republicans who live in Biden districts and, you know, they're a little, mm-hmm. little iffy on this thing, if he loses those and he loses the vote, um, you know, that that's a disaster. I mean, we've seen Kevin McCarthy like have political disasters. Yeah. Before, yeah. The man's so a disaster machine. Would not put it past him. Yeah. What, you know, took what, him what's gone well for this guy speaker. Um, you know, if he, so, there's some speculation that he might bypass the voting altogether and yep. just open up this inquiry. You know, by you know, Speaker Fiat. Um, this is about. This, I'll tell you what this is about. Kevin McCarthy is not, um, you know, indicating his support for an impeachment inquiry because he thinks that Joe Biden committed high crimes and misdemeanors. <laughs> like he, because come on, I mean. Who knows? Maybe he did. And if he did, he deserves whatever, you know, the punishment is for that. But I don't think he did. I don't think Joe McCarthy or Joe McCarthy. I don't think Kevin McCarthy thinks he did either. What Kevin McCarthy is doing is Kevin McCarthy knows that he has got a number of political fights coming up, including, um, you know, the possibility of a government shutdown. Those things are looming. And if he loses the support of the Freedom Caucus, yeah. the Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, you know, that whole group of Republicans that have threatened to hold the legislative process hostage, if he loses their support, uh, 
he's going to have a government shutdown on his hands. He's going to have complete and utter, utter yeah, he, gridlock he needs, on You're his saying hands. he needs to give them something. He's got to. So he is giving them an impeachment inquiry. So they can in say we've opened an impeachment inquiry against. Yes. Biden. Yeah. So they can throw red meat to their, yeah. their MAGA supporters while, you know, Kevin McCarthy can try to keep the business of the house moving forward. And the reason it's, they want that is because they want to be able to say impeachments don't matter. They want to be able to say Trump was impeached, Biden's impeached, so what? Like all of this to be clear is not to try to remove Joe Biden from the presidency. Right. Cuz that's is, not going to happen. It is not even trying to punish him for behavior that everyone is aware of. It is trying to seek some sort of information about something they're pretty sure exists. Or as the lead investigator and Representative Comer said, there's a lot of smoke here. We hope to find some fire, which is just silliness. Yes. Or as Representative Nancy Mace said on TV last night, like we, the reason we have to open an inquiry is so that we can see if we can find some evidence. Yes. It's not because so, they have some evidence. Right. Now, now, okay, here's their point. So if you're talking to your Republican friends, this is what you'll hear them say if they're informed. The House of Representatives has limited powers to get information. We saw it in the January 6th commission. We've seen it on many uh, committees in the House. They can't just get all the information they want from someone. So if, a, if your congressperson comes to your door and says, I need to see your taxes. That is a terrifying thought right I there. Need to see your, I, I need to see your bank records. You don't have to give them to them. And if, if they say, oh, I'm, I'm an I'm a agent of the federal government, I'm your elected representative, you don't have to give it to them. They can't have it. They don't get to say to Hunter Biden or to Joe Biden, we want to see your bank records from six years ago. They just can't see them, right? So they have to do things to get them. They can't fill out a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request, because they're not property of the government. They're private, here private records. So this is what the Republicans will say. In order then to get these people who will not work with us, we then have to have some force of law. An inquiry about an impeachment opens up a category of powers that a regular House committee doesn't have. That's why they're doing this inquiry. That's what they will say. Now, you're saying, no, the real reason is they want to give a bone to the dog that keeps barking in the backyard, which is the Freedom Caucus. They want to give them something to calm them down so they can go home and say, we did what we were sent here to do by you, our constituents of parts of Florida and parts of Texas and parts of Georgia. We want a impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden so we can get to the bottom of this. So that's that's where we sit. So McCarthy, shameless as he is, is just going to be like, okay, I'm just going to give we're just going to we're just going to move along so we can stop other things. Cuz what what by, what McCarthy is not going to let happen in my view is the government shutdown. He's not going to do that. That there there is there is foolish as he is, just like they're not going to default on the debt. They're not going to shut the government down over budget stuff again. It's just, it never never works. It has never gone well for Republicans. Every time they've shut the government down, 
and played this kind of political chicken, yep. they're the ones who lose it's every a, time. It's a tactic without a strategy, and it's just a bad tactic, right? Um, government shutdowns probably need to exist as a, as a mechanism for some reason. Not sure what the reason is, right? Uh, it's the fire alarm, you know, in the school building. Probably do need it, but the number of times anyone's ever had to legitimately pull a fire alarm pretty rare in every school. Yeah. You really don't need to to be using it. So he's not going to give them that, even though that's what they really want, because they just want the government to, you know, to be paused for a minute, not totally sure even why they want the government shut down uh, all the time. So, all right, so, so that's up and coming. This is not going to stop. It's going to be alive all the way through the 2024 election. There's going to be, while Donald Trump is on trial— in one of four different jurisdictions next year, there are going to be impeachment inquiries into Joe Biden. There is no doubt this is what they're doing. It's unbelievable. All all to protect this guy. All to protect this guy. Hey, speaking of one of those people, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I know she's not technically in the Freedom Caucus anymore because the Freedom Caucus is so extreme they can't tolerate the moderate nature of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> She's too close to the middle with McCarthy for them to let her stay a part of their caucus. So non-freedom caucuser Marjorie Taylor Greene says that states should consider seceding from the union around issues of the border. She thinks that states who keep getting stopped, like Texas, for their immoral treatment of people trying to enter the country legally should secede from the union so they're no longer under the obligation of the federal government. I mean, I mean Rob, just, in all honesty, just it's just so... Z- yeah. So she had said previously, she had made headlines when she talked about a national divorce, which, you know, again, for the same reasons, because, you know, she thought that states who are disagree, you know, who, who, who think that, you know, they should have the right to uh, impose these kind of immoral um, immigration policies, as we've talked about, um, you know, they should, you know, have, they, they should, you know, have, do what she national. did, which is get a divorce. Yeah, and you know it was it it was kind of clever language that was a little bit vague. Right, not really talking something. about you know a civil war u- metaphor. She didn't use the word secede. Um, this time she is. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah, no, I mean she is making it very very clear what she's talking about. Listen, Doug. Um, don't, incredible. Isn't it, isn't it that someone in the wake of the Civil War, if you advocate for secession, are you secession? Are you allowed to serve in Congress? I think you're not allowed to be a elected representative if you're advocating for secession. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe she was confused and she was trying to refer to a C-section. 
and just said, I'm sorry. Sometimes, sometimes I say succession, sometimes secession, sometimes C-section. I, I, I just, I think sometimes people in yeah. States need to consider C-sections yeah. because sometimes yeah. they're, they're better than a vaginal birth. I don't yeah. know. That would make more sense to me if she came back and said, whoa, 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 I am so sorry. I meant to say <laughs> yeah. the word yeah. C-section. That, yeah. that, that would at yeah. least. It, it was a metaphor, like a national divorce. The national divorce thing gave her, like using that terminology, gave her plausible de- deniability that would keep her from, you know, being potentially penalized it's from, just, just... you know, serving in the House of Representatives while advocating for this. Coming out and saying they should consider seceding from the yeah. union, like yeah. that's as clear language as it gets. Or she's just trolling us. She's just right yeah. now just wants two good-hearted yeah. do-gooders to take their time on their podcast <laughs> to talk about her talk nonsense. About her. Yeah. Hey, speaking of nonsense, yeah. this guy won't stay dead apparently. J.P. Oh, Morgan sure. alleged allegedly notified the government of a $1 billion in suspicious transaction by Epstein. Like just a zombie that just won't go away. So, so here's the thing in, are you frozen or are you giggling? No, I'm, I'm I'm frozen, but okay. It's not technological. Um, Apparently, J.P. Morgan, in 2019, told the Trump administration, just let this sit in for a minute, told the Trump administration that J.P. Morgan and J.P. Morgan's entire business with Jeffrey Epstein was human trafficking. That's what it was. A billion dollars run through J.P. Morgan that on their analysis of it, was human trafficking. How do you do Sexual that Sexual human, tra- human trafficking. So the very Republican types who want to say that they are out to try to stop the swamp and protect the kids and stop the trafficking were told by J.P. Morgan, the Trump administration was told, that that's what was up. And now we're in 2023 before that even comes out. I'm telling, I mean, look, this, this Epstein stuff, obviously lots of people are tied up in it. It's still being kept quiet for reasons we don't know, but the Trump administration knew a lot and didn't let anybody else know what was going on. So it's just, it's this whole shenanigans and stupidity around the Republicans trying to say that they're trying to protect against human trafficking. They're just in on it all the time. Look at all the people arrested, all the people implicated, all the people for whom FBI agents have to kick their doors in. And who is it every single time? Republicans. Hey, uh, here's bad news for Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump. In Iowa, the voters there aren't interested in either one of them. Yeah, this is re- this is a an Emerson College poll. Um, they found it, it of Iowa Republican caucus voters showed support for Trump. Currently sits at forty nine percent. Yeah, a drop from sixty two percent in May. Yeah, that's meanwhile, indictments, baby. That's indictments. Meanwhile, a poll of Iowa Democratic caucus voters showed that Biden's support now sits at. 
50%, a drop from 69%. That's Geritol, baby. That's Geritol. What's so fascinating, fascinating about this is that both Joe Biden and Donald Trump seem to be losing massive amounts of support in Iowa from their potential yep. voters. And at the same time, there is not a rise of an alternative. On the Democratic side, both of Biden's 2024 rivals, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Marion Williamson, also dipped slightly. Kennedy dropped two points while Williamson dropped three points. Wow. So Biden Did they have two or three nine- points to drop, th- those two? Williamson yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Kennedy was Kennedy. at eleven and okay. and Marianne was at ten. It was um, a rough it was a rough summer in Iowa for Iowa, so Iowa listen, people. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden drops nineteen points in the polls and his opponents drop as well. That is I mean, it's shocking. Yeah. And then Donald Trump drops uh thirteen points in the polls. At the same time, Ron DeSantis's numbers drop. Mike Pence's numbers drop. Um, Vivek and Tim Scott go up by five points each. Nikki Haley goes up a couple of points. That random dude from North Dakota, Doug, former Doug, governor who's and, and multimillionaire, yeah, um, successful yeah, businessman. He went up like there's. It's not like random oh, there's a meteor. You know, either yeah. of either of these guys are facing someone whose campaign is catching fire, yeah. and people are like, "Oh!" and support is moving from them to someone else. It's I, I love when Yabbit yeah, like yeah. chimes in. Yeah. yeah, I know the guy's name. I'm cracking jokes. Um, <laughs> um, though, if you had asked me name the, I only literally because I'm. Because yes. I'm literally looking at the article. Yeah, because right you're looking at the article. Um, had you had to do it out of memory, which I'm sure no Yabitz did. Yabitz You wouldn't have come yeah. up with Bergam. Uh, that was so great. Or if you did, you would have um, spelled it with an E in your mind. That's right. Joe Biden and Donald Trump have both, in this poll, have bo- both yeah. lost massive amounts of support in Iowa. With no opponents. Yeah. No, in with, Iowa. With no opponents. Yeah. With no opponents. So it tells it you, is, and look, to the I, degree that Iowa is a bellwether, and it very well could be, it just says to me, Rob, I mean, when I see the two pictures up here together, I'm just, again, like, oh, uh, my gosh. Can't yeah. we please yeah. take the successes of the Biden administration and just keep rolling and yeah. not believe somehow it's only one guy? Look, if Joe Biden is the candidate, I will be spending my year making sure that people vote for him and that more people vote for him in the states that matter to be sure that he becomes the president of the United States. But wouldn't it be great? Don't want to start wouldn't sounding be- like the Beach Boys here, but wouldn't it be great Yeah, if there it, was something uh, yeah. else? Uh, and you honestly, this- the people, two people that don't seem to believe that or know that are those two faces that we have on the screen, which are Donald Trump yeah. and Joe Biden. It, it seems like, it seems like, People want an alternative to these two, but they don't want the alternatives they've been given. Yeah, well, it's you hard know, because technically both of them have alternatives, you know, that yes. it's it's so interesting to me, though, that they both it like. But not, both but not are, really, because, look, they're both running as incumbents, right? Okay. Trump is a as a failed incumbent and, and Biden is a current incumbent. So that 
that's not quite equal. It's not like any other candidates that right. that start with yep. the default. So I, I don't. Know, I think if the, I think if the if neither of them were in the race, any one of these people, I mean, not Kennedy or Williamson, but other people would would be attractive to more if they weren't comparing it to this, right? This is this is like the server at the restaurant coming up and asking you what you want for dessert while you're still chewing your last bite. Like it's really different than what you were thinking you wanted for dessert when you walked into the restaurant, right? Yeah. So they're all full of these guys, and they're currently stirred up in them. If they were gone and out of the picture and not an option, and by the way, I got an interesting question, Rob, from uh, uh, one of our our, our listeners the, the other day, just about something else, and said, "Why, other than Chris Christie, yeah. are no uh, none of the people who in 2016 really wanted to be the Republican nominee to be president? Why are none of those people seven years later offering themselves up?" to run for president. And that is a curious question, isn't it? I just wrote it off in a quick reply to, well, I think they just don't want to turn their backs on Trump, but I haven't stopped thinking about it. Like, what's yeah. up with that? They have all this infrastructure. They'd already raised money. They already had a campaign deal. And they, they didn't run again. <laughs> it's just incredible. Yeah, that's a really interesting point that we've got, you know, a whole, ho- and there was a, you know, a dozen of them that, you know, oh, they're not totally they're not running it back. None of them. I mean, Marco um, Rubio, people that people thought were legitimate Ted Cruz. candidate. Yes. I mean, maybe that's yeah. just the Trump block, right? Maybe Ted yeah. Cruz would have run without him. Uh, Jeb yeah. Bush maybe just said, oh, look, I just have no no juice. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm not going to get out there and embarrass, embarrass myself again. Um, again. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. But that's uh, that's all curious. I just think this yeah. whole thing is Trump trauma. Ooh, that's a good phrase. There's a, uh, there's a blockage in our political yeah. imagination and, uh, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not great. Um, yeah. all right. I think that's what we got, right? Is that, uh, is, is that yeah. it for our, uh, yeah. for our little storyline? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you know, like, yeah, it says it's a like a buffet stories. without a sneeze guard. We're like a, we're like a podcast without a sneeze guard. <laughs> we're like a podcast without a mute button. I tried to hit the mute button and missed it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, all right. Rob Ryersey for Arkansas, robforarkansas.com. Spell it any way you want. Well, you probably got to spell Arkansas right. And you may have to ask your uh, your Siri, what's the state abbreviation for Arkansas? Because you may type. A-R. You may type AK at some point. Yeah, I'm don't not be running in Alaska. That's Alaska. Yep. 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 It's, a, it's AR. Which and I'm a- sure AR I knew. is not Arizona. It's AZ. See, this is this is confusing, right? Oh, very slow. The state abbreviations. Um, Have you ever gone down that hole of like, you know, how the state abbreviations no. got, got set up? There's a whole thing of like how they got created that is. Uh, we'll have to. We'll have to. Really? We'll have to go down that rabbit hole. Like, yeah. did they? Were uh, I just thought it was you know, like. Arkansas was already in, so Alaska had to take AK, or Alabama was already in, so Alaska. I, I don't know. It just seems like. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It used to be the three digit, and, and then it got moved to two, remember? No. It used to be. I don't remember. Oh, come on. 
on. Do not. Yeah, it, yeah, it got, do, okay, hand, is, hand to heart, I do not remember when we went. I mean, I often write things as three digits, but I didn't know that was official. I just thought I was getting it yeah. wrong. No, it's because you're of a certain age. Um, that's the kind of thing you're like, here's why I know this, because I'm a man of a certain age, not I'm too old. Mm-hmm. Like, did this happen when I was busy with children? Is that what you're saying? I think it was like the mid to late nineties when they made the shift to the, uh, oh, well, to the two letter busy with kids. Uh, abbreviations. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to do some research and come back on this. This is important stuff. Oh, for sure. We're going to do some research uh, on this. I mean, if for no other reason than just to bore people at the next cookout. Yeah. Yeah. If we could, if Yabbits and Trisha could maybe check in on this and report back next week. Would love it. Would love it. Uh, Would take any of them. All right. Hey, yeah. uh, Yes. Yabbits and Trisha and Jim, Mike, Alex, uh, all that have been. Gene. Gene popped in today. Thank you, Gene. That person, that, that random bot from, uh, from, uh, uh, over Bush on, IG. It's not. It's not on TikTok. Hey, it's, uh, what's up, G? It's uh. That's on. Um, where's it? On, this, uh, we need more. We need where more comments. We, like I, I still have juice. Hey, brain, yeah. what's up, G? Yeah, this is uh. Where where where, where do the where do people do gaming and all that? What's that? Oh, what's that system yeah, called? Anyway, we 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 also broadcast over there on on that place where they're on that Twitch. Thank you. Um. Did, was was it? Did I give a? Did I give a clue? Was there a? Was there no, a twitching I just, clue. I knew was, it. I, I just, was I twitching? Yeah, uh, twitching. Oh come on! Did Yabbits tell us? Uh, no, it just took me a second to remember because okay. we're old. <laughs> um, we do it over on Twitch too, and that is clearly a spam uh, comment from Twitch uh, that you can that you can do things with. Um, but if you're unfamiliar with Twitch and you're into any kind of watching videos, Hi, it's, up, G? it's unbelievable how many people watch really? and participate in things. A lot of gaming, mostly gaming, but other things too over there on Twitch. Unreal. I, I have a 19, so. I have a 19 year old daughter who's on Twitch every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gaming, like playing along or watching people play. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, look, a guy who's a sports fan does not get to roll his eyes at someone watching someone else play eyes. a game. I didn't, did not roll oh, my you eyes. literally scrunched up your face. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> came out. It, I didn't know. <laughs> came out like a twitch. Hey, listen, listen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. We're one week in. We're one week in. My Cleveland Browns are undefeated. Who they? Who they beat? They beat the Cincinnati Bengals. We, who they that absolutely own. Okay, yes, it felt, felt great. Did it feel like an accomplishment? Like, hey, that's a tough team, or yeah. was it like, hey, no, yeah. we do this? Yeah. Yeah, the Bengals went to the AFC Championship game last year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's deep knowledge right there. What they did last year. Not only know what they did last week, you know what they did last year. I don't know what they did last week. I was walking. Well, they lost. Um, did you? Uh, they won. Did you see the big injury last night? I'm sorry. Did I see the what? Big injury last night on the fourth play of no, the game. I heard, Aaron I heard about it today because I was trying to watch other news. Blew and out his, for some yeah, reason, somebody needed to tell me about a work a work injury incident, and I'm just not yeah. sure why I need to care about a work you injury. Got, you, the video, you can see his Achilles, like you see the rupture happen, and it like reverberates up his leg. It's it's yikes. Wow, wow, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard to know how to respond. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that a 39 year old person at the end of their career had a had a hard day. 
Yeah. I, uh, it might be the end of his career, quite frankly. I, I was thinking this morning in the shower. What what are we going to do? What are we going to do when a famous quarterback isn't quarterbacking anymore? Has this this happened before? Has this ever, have Um, we as the human race ever had to suffer through a quarterback injury and not being able to play again? I'm getting for clump just thinking about it. I don't even. Uh, so I was I was in the shower this morning thinking about Aaron Rodgers. And oh his my Achilles. gosh! It's not the first time. And, but uh, don't bump. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I had the thought of like everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers' no. like medical medical condition. Some people, well, not everybody. Okay. Some people, not everybody. <laughs> A subset of people is talking like our NFL teams. They must not be subject to HIPAA laws. To, to, great point. This was the question that, like, everybody's speculating, and you know, the coach is like, "Oh, we think it's his Achilles. He's going to have an MRI." And like, right? I was like, "What if he doesn't want the results of his MRI released?" Yeah. What? What? I mean, if you if you're in another work environment, somebody falls off the scaffolding, the foreman comes over and says, "Okay, all of you, zip it. You don't talk <laughs> about this. You don't tell anybody. It's their business. They're going to get ki- like, don't go home and start, you know, and put your phone down." But here you're like, oh, I watch the Achilles roll up the guy's calf muscle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, look, the, the things we choose to do with sports and the, the pass that we give it, pun yeah. intended, is just. Yes. It's, but it's I'll tell you. Unmatched. The, there was. Uh, yeah. But listen, there was the, one of the reasons to love sports happened last night. Oh. So there's this show, Hard Knocks, which. Um, follows each year they follow a team through training camp and you get to know the players and you know you you get to know and love these players that then wow. get cut beaten they don't make the team so hard knocks this year was about the new york Jets. so they've made a reality so, uh, show out of yeah out of training camp and it's sports. one team okay yeah it's one yeah it's one team Can't that does each year. So okay. one one of the uh one of the uh we're gonna watch it and then we're gonna watch more yeah, we're gonna um, watch a show really, about it. Yeah, um, and uh, and so one of the players that um, that was featured in Hard Knocks, he was a rookie, undrafted rookie from Stephen F. Austin University, um, and uh, whose name is now flying out of my head, Xavier. Yeah, Yabbits? help me out Yabbits? here, <laughs> Xavier <laughs> something. Um, he his like the coach telling him that he made the team. What like was on the show hard knocks mate like because it was okay. this really really cool moment this undrafted free agent this undrafted rookie called his mom who was getting an oil change and told her that he made the team and you know he, she's crying and it's this big you know emotional thing first game of the season over laugh i'm laughing already i should not the buffalo bills punt the ball and Xavier, this rookie, this undrafted rookie, returns the punt for a touchdown to win the game in overtime. It's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty great. exciting. Pretty great. Yeah. That here's this this kid who gets this shot that nobody thought he would get, and like, and we and got apparently to watch. was was good enough that he's in there at a key moment yeah. in an overtime to be the one receiving the punt. So the kid had yeah. some. Had some skill, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, but I mean, you know, it just it was my, my a, it heart was one is of those just warmed. Yes, oh, uh, yeah, May, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's it's made the lion lay down with the lamb level of just i'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll all be right with the world may the undrafted super athlete who went to college for free now got put onto a multi-million dollar franchise and defeated his wealthy foes my heart i mean what's next a royal wedding what what more what more could i ask for to hear the down and outs finally finally making it the the, the struggle of the human spirit has once again overcome <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh! I think this. Just say go Browns. This is, this is our this is our bit. This is our bit. We need to pull out for a TikTok. If we had anybody that did editing for us, we'd just pull this bit up. Oh, but God love them. Uh, but th- but look, there was a uh, some great tennis o- over the over the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know yeah, that cool. that Coco Groff was just unbelievable. And then the old guy, some other forty year old guy. Uh, yeah, anti vaxxer. Really. Yeah, unvaxxed, anti-vaxxed. Oh, that's right. That's that same guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's still a great tennis player. Um, sure. Uh, and Absolutely. Yeah. Can't take that away from him. I hate the phrase, you can't take that away from him. Is anybody trying to? Yeah, well, I was about to. I was trying to figure out a way to take away if he's a good tennis player or not. Uh, but, yeah, you know, look, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to downplay sports, but I was at I – was but my neighbor across the street uh, yeah. is a seventh is a seventh grader. He doesn't live alone. He lives with a family, friends with all of them. They had mm-hmm. their 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 seventh grade team game at the park right at the kind of the end of our street. So just you know, simple little jaunt up the road. So I went up to watch this one because I love Oscar and all. Rob, have you been to a seventh grade football game and listened to parents? Yes, 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 I have. I'll tell you because that- I had children who played in the band. Okay. Okay. Didn't see that coming. Okay. <laughs> well, in, uh, in between half times or on either end of half times, there's the game. And there are rare times where you get to see adults cheering on the failure of children. <laughs> when a child makes a mistake and then parents <laughs> cheer. <laughs> I'm not saying when they cheer when the person does the good thing. Oh yeah. You know, may we all receive yeah. a medal every day just for getting through the day and cheer each other on. But watching adults cheer at the failure of children because they can't seem to control themselves because of what's on the line in the seventh grade uh, football game was just a reminder of you know. How how this is how this is going for all of us here? Like, like, like when I, when I get into like, why are people the way they are about politics? And then I watch an otherwise very lovely mother, who I chatted with, yeah. Yeah. not and not my neighbors, somebody I didn't know, but just, just chit chatting, just, just haunting a random seventh grade child to earn her spirit <laughs> to cheering the failure of a child. I'm just like, well, this explains border policy, and this explains. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> that's so great. Can I give you my my hot take of yeah. on you know after watching a weekend of football, uh, college football's back and uh, and pro football's back, and Please. I watched a lot of football over the last okay. couple of days. Um, Do you eat which, a lot of chips know, and stuff, dude? Do you get chips and dip with no, them? No, 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 oh. no, no. Do you not snack while you're watching football? 
I'm trying for there to be less of me in the world. Oh. Um, yeah. And not just trying. I am succeeding at there being less of me in the world. Oh. Um, well, may less of uh, you be in the state house in Arkansas. No. Yeah. Um, so here's my hot take. I think when a new football season starts, commercials that aired during the previous football season should not be allowed to be aired again. Amen. I mean, look, if you're going to stop anything. If you can't, and we might have to pass a law about this. If you can't come up with a new season's worth of commercials, you shouldn't be advertising. Like, oh my goodness. We have seen that this commercial played 8,000 times. But mesothelioma is still a problem and you can still order a free book. (laughs) I can't. I've seen that for 25 years and I still can't pronounce the disease. Mesothelioma. Yeah, yeah, from from Subway to State Farm. To you know, I just come on. You're you're bothered like, by the lack of freshness of the advertising. I am. I am. <laughs> I mean that that and is listen, a that, that is, is a I'll true sports though, fans level of frustration. Like, can yeah, we just get to it? It's not yeah. the players, it's not the coaches, it's the commercial breaks are just really yeah. starting. To... They're just unbearable. Um, there, I mean, there is one commercial I'm quite fond of because it. Vanessa was sitting down next to me. Uh, I think on Sunday afternoon, she got home from the hospital uh, where she works and um, sat down next to me to watch the last few minutes of the Browns game. And uh, the, I think it's a Geico commercial um, came on with the, uh, the couple who lives in the neighborhood and their, their neighbors are observant and they're like, you know, uh, holding microphones like they're announced like they're announcers and they're just making snarky remarks about the the couple. I like that idea. I like the premise. I haven't oh, seen the commercial, but it, like the it, premise of it, people it, with microphones making snarky remarks. Yes. Yes. It's uh it's got some serious laughs in it. I I was like, okay, that that's a good one. But you don't want to that's see it next year. Come the 2024 no. season, you're gonna be like, no. hey, hey, hey. Those Geico? were 2023 laughs. Seriously. Spend Seriously. the money. Spend the money and freshen it up. Yes. You see this comment. If you from- can buy the schedule, you can all like it's like that thing, like if if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out to eat. Oh, I didn't if know you that can't, phrase. Yeah. If you can't afford to get it's, new creative, you can't afford to run the schedule. You see this comment from Yeah, but uh, I learned all the songs for medications for all my body parts. <laughs> 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 That tells me which cable networks you're watching. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I which do think I, I, the marketing is the marketing is tight about. because I don't see any of those ads, man. I, I mean, I tell you, I could sit down and watch commercial, watch the same commercials they aired, you know, for the last few years. They would be brand new to me because I'm just not in the. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I catch yeah. some highlights here and there. I'm, you know, and truly, you know, we've talked about this before yeah. that when we go around yeah. the country, we talk to people about politics. They'll often say, "I'm just not into it," and. Yep. I have great admiration for that and understanding of that because I'm not into sports. Like I still can't tell you what the mascot name of the hockey team from Minnesota is, which is an improvement because I used to have to say, I'm not sure Minnesota still has a hockey team because we did. And then we didn't. And maybe we did. And then, so anyway, I I think we do, but I don't know. 
And it's super easy to live in a world where I didn't think about football for one second this weekend. Unbelievably, right? Yeah. Almost, I don't know, everyone around. I, should, I did go to the seventh grade football game and watch a parent taunt in laughter at the failure of a child. <laughs> but I didn't watch them taunt the behavior and failures of college students or of multimillion dollar athletes. I didn't, never, it just truly never crossed my mind. I can't tell you the name of the quarterback or the coach for the teams here. I used to follow all that stuff. It's just gone. So I know when there's low information people around voting or politics, dude, mm -hmm. no shame in that. <laughs> like, I don't know what skull means, S-K-O-L, which people wear on their hats and I see on signs in my area. <laughs> people drive by and see like campaign. Do you know what skull means? Is that a... I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, is it a chant? Yes. Okay. For the Vikings alone or mm -hmm. do other people use skull? Is this just a Nordic reference? Yeah, it's just, yeah. Okay. It's really like I it's relatively new too as a yeah. as a thing. Got to be. Got to be because yeah. I I mean I, look I, I mean I, I knew purple people eater days. Um so all I'm saying is some of us pay attention to some things, some pay attention to other things. A lot of us pay attention to not not a lot of things. Uh You know what everybody needs to pay attention to, Doug? Tell me, baby. The race for state representative in Arkansas's House District Nine. 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 Hey, because that one's gonna that one's gonna catch fire. You start right now. I want you to think about three numbers, people: one, five, and nine. Here we go. It's one district. It's gonna be the first. Get rid of the five that are needed for the supermajority, and that all starts. It starts in nine. In nine. Yep. All right. People are going to go home, baby, and they're going to remember one, five, and nine. Uh, okay, I think Kimberly is, is uh, Skull is a Viking toast. See? Yeah. See? Flaunch Kimberly, well-rounded, knows sports, and knows politics. And, by the way, while we're sitting here uh, yapping with yabbits about this stuff, Kimberly says, sorry for being late as I was teaching a creativity and innovation class at a local university. Amazing. It's amazing. Day well lived, Kimberly. A day well lived. All right, y'all. Yeah. Uh, we've now stretched into an hour and 22 minutes. But you, you got to have it on a big day when you're making an announcement for uh, robforarkansas.com. Spell it how you want, and it'll all lead you to the place where the one, <laughs> the one race will change the five, and it starts in nine. No empty piggy banks around here. And there was one other thing. Oh, big number one. Big foam number one. <laughs> finger give him the finger yeah. rob that's what we'll be yelling from the background <laughs> give him the finger and you'll hold up that big that big finger man this is this has got some real real ability to it okay bye everybody